What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the channel. My guest for today has the most X Division title reigns, is a two-time and current tag team champion and former TNA world champion. He is one half of the Motor City Machine Guns. Please welcome Chris Saban. What's up, Chris? Hi, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I am so excited to have you on here so like just a little fun fact you were one of the first guys I ever saw wrestle live in PWG and I remember just like absolutely like falling in love with like the whole promotion and everything so it's just like a little tidbit of a memory yeah though that's very cool I remember working for PWG back in like this was like 2006 2005 so yeah that was quite a while ago Yes, it was a long time ago, but let's just get right into it. Given that you have so much history with Impact Wrestling, what has it meant to you to sort of return back to Impact? Uh, it means a lot to me. You know, like uh, my reputation is in wrestling is mostly in that company. So I have a history there. I think you named all my accolades already, all the titles I won. So I don't need to go through that again. But yeah, it, it means a lot, especially with uh, my former trainer, Scott Demore, now the executive vice president. Um, it's it just it just means a lot more because I'm working with him again, working with a lot of familiar faces. There's still people that uh, work there that were there when I left like years ago. So, uh, you know, it's cool to see some familiar faces and, yeah, just return to the company where I built my reputation. And you mentioned, you know, Scott Demore. I mean, you've known him for years now. And, you know, now that he's running, he's running things. How has it been like sort of working with him? Oh, it's great again, you know, getting the, the old team back again. You know, I guess I've known him for 20 years. You know, I, I first started going over there in uh, 2000. I think it's one of the first time I met him, uh, a guy by the name of Amazing Nate Matson brought me over to meet him. Uh, so, you know, he, he's the one who got me my uh, original tryout in TNA. He uh, booked me against Sabu on one of his shows, Border City Wrestling, and I had a match with Sabu. And I guess he felt that was good enough to show Jeff Jarrett, and Jeff Jarrett thought the match was good enough to give me a tryout. And then, you know, I had the tryout and the rest is history. So. It's so crazy, like how much happened after that. And, you know, talking about, you know, talking about Scott Demore and all of that, one of the things that I have gotten with a lot of my interviews that I've been talking with Impact Talent, one of the major things that they have discussed is the difference between, you know, the early days of Impact to now. And one of the major differences being how everybody is behind the scenes, how everybody's behind, you know, in the locker room. So being somebody that has been with the company since, you know, the very start, um, what is the major Major differences that you feel you've noticed within the company behind the scenes. Hmm. I, you know, I was. I think I get a different perspective on it now because I I've been backstage as a producer, so that that's the kind of stuff I never saw before. Like going into the production truck and seeing like listening to the director and uh, the other producers and uh, like the music guy, all the people working in the truck. I think just seeing that like i never saw that stuff before because i was never a producer i was only a wrestler so uh i think i just have a whole new appreciation of like what the what the backstage guys go through because i mean when you're sitting in that truck and they're recording a match i mean it's pretty crazy i mean there's just stuff happening all over the place you know you know switching camera angles and oh when when to play what music and then communicating with the, uh, the producer communicate with the director all that stuff uh so i think that's the biggest biggest difference just you know i think i appreciate their hard work a lot more did you like the aspect of producing? Yeah, I do. It's cool. It's different. You know, and like I said, you see a completely different perspective on things. Exactly. Now, obviously, you know, you're coming off of three major knee surgeries. How have you been able to sort of stay on top of your game? Uh, I think just training. I think that's, that's you know, I got to keep up on training. Uh, 
if I don't work out my legs like for a week or week and a half, like I got to, I got to keep up on it. You know, I can tell, I can just tell on my knees. So I think just, just keeping up on the training and, uh, you know, doing, remembering what they told me in physical therapy and applying that still. So. Well, one of the things that I know that people have that have had major surgeries, one of the things is like, you may be completely fine. You've been doing all of the great things, but if your mentality isn't there, like you're not in the right frame of mind, it could sort of like, you know, make you second guess stuff. So did you ever second guess, you know, returning? Yeah, I think like it would just be the period of time, like right after I was injured, you know, when it first happened and be like, I can't, you know. The first time I was okay, I was like, okay, you know, sometimes injuries happen. This was in 2011. You know, you, you can fight through this. One, you know, people have hurt their knees before and have come back. I'll be okay. Then when after the second one happened, it was my after my 11th match back, uh, doing the left one. That was pretty rough on me mentally, like when it first happened, especially the first couple of days and the first couple of weeks, because I'm like, I just came back. You know, I just returned and this is happening again. Uh, so, you know, I, I fought my way back from that. And then this time, the third time, uh, it, it was January, 2019 when it happened. Um, I don't know. It was, it was rough at first, but I was like, you know, I've been through this before. I know what to do. Uh, you know, like I, I know what I'm in for. So at least I know what to expect and I can, you know, prepare myself a little better. And, you know, of course, like you always go through moments where like, maybe I'm just, I shouldn't wrestle anymore or something, you know, everyone has those weak mental moments, but you know, you just push through it and, you know, you you just kind of try to, uh, positively reinforce yourself, you know? Exactly. But given, you know, those weak moments, we all have them. What is like something that you're just like, no, I have to, what's something that makes you just keep pushing forward? Is there a certain drive or something like, what is it? Uh, yeah. Watching wrestling. Like what I'll do is I'll like, um, I'll put on like wrestling that I watched when I was a kid or when I was in high school. And I try to get that memory back of, or just, just that sense of mind of, uh, you know, why am I, why did I do this in the first place? You know? So I try to like, you know, put myself in the same state of mind as when I was like a little kid watching wrestling on Saturday mornings and like seeing all this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, all right. This is, this is why I love wrestling. Exactly. You're like, that used to be me. That can still be me. No reason to not keep going. So now, obviously, I, along with all the other fans that were watching, everybody was so excited to see the return of the Motor City Machine Guns. For you, was that always the plan to return uh, with Alex Shelley? Or were you ever considering just doing a solos thing? Yeah, I was originally just uh, considered doing the solo stuff. But then uh, Scott Tamora and I were talking and uh, we ended up talking about how it would be so cool if we could get the Motor City Machine Guns to come back. This was just a couple months before I returned, uh, and we we both agreed that yeah, that would be awesome. So you know, both of us talked to Alex Shelley, and he ended up agreeing. We're like, all right, well, this is the game plan then. Were you like, were you ever worried that he wasn't going to agree that you guys had to like fight to get him on the same page? No, well, I wasn't sure. You know, I, I you know I wasn't exactly sure what his situation was if if he wanted to even do impact or if he you know wanted to continue doing indies. You know, I, I wasn't exactly sure what his uh, thoughts were on it, but. Yeah, he, he was down for it, so. And I mean, now that you're a veteran in the ring, you've been working with guys like the Rascals. What has that been like to sort of, you know, work with the younger and up-and-coming talent? Yeah, it's cool. It's different. Um, you know, uh, I see a lot of ourselves, like a young motor and machine guns in the Rascals. Uh, so it's cool. And, you know, I just hope that being in the ring with those guys, that they pick up stuff and that they learn. And, you know, we just, uh, you know, we help them get better. 
Well, you know, you mentioned that you see yourself a lot in the Rascals, and obviously you and Alex Shelley, I definitely would say, inspired a lot of tag teams with the work that you guys did. I mean, what does it mean to you to sort of be a part of a team that has such a, a great legacy where people, you know, look up to you guys and admire your work and maybe even try to imitate that work? Yeah, it's cool. It, it is. It's it's a really cool feeling. Um, I try not to think about that too much. I don't want to get I don't want to get too big of a head or anything like that. You know what I mean? Or like, let it go to my head. But uh, but yeah, it it is really cool just to see like uh, you know even if someone just says something about oh man I used to watch you ten years ago or I used to watch you growing up like is one I hear and I'm like you used to watch me growing up. You're like, like oh no. I I still feel like a kid. You know what I mean? Like man, that's it's just it's crazy to hear stuff like that. But it's cool. It means that you know at least that. Uh, um, all the effort that I put into wrestling over the years have meant something. And I'm, I'm sure you had those moments early on in your career where you might have told other wrestlers, like, oh, I watched you growing up, and you're like, wait, I blinked, and now it's happening to me. Yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> when I when I wrestled Sabu for Border City Wrestling, that, that match that they showed Jeff Jarrett, like, just a few years ago, I was watching Sabu, you know, wrestle Terry Funk in a barbed wire match on past sports in Detroit. And like, so it was, you know, yeah, it, it's cool. It comes full circle, you know, for everyone. Yeah, it does. But I think in a way it's pretty cool because it's like you could have just come in and like you don't know what your future holds in wrestling. Like so many people come in, they don't make it, whatever it is. But the fact that, you know, you you came out here and you, you know, started something new, I think is a lot, you know, something to be proud of. Definitely. Yeah, thank you. Yes, of course. So now we have a lot of new talent coming into Impact. Who are some of the guys that have impressed you so far? Uh, like I said, like like the Rascals, obviously. Um, I I really want to wrestle the good brothers i think we could have a good match with those guys um i like watching tjp um another guy i've been super impressed with is chris bay oh yeah yeah super talented super talented and i never um heard of him before he was in impact and then i saw this guy compete and i was like wow that guy's uh he has a huge future tons of potential man like he's gonna do some big things so i think probably chris bay is probably the one i've been the most impressed with and now, you know, Impact has brought in guys, you know, yourself, Alex Shelley, Eric Young, the Good Brothers, Heath, EC3. Um, with the new crop of talent coming in, uh, what do you think that Impact has to continue doing to sort of continue that momentum of just, you know, growing as a company, growing as a promotion and getting, you know, more fans' eyeballs on the product? I mean, I think we're on the right track. I think we're doing everything we can right now, especially with the, the situation that wrestling is in. Um, I think that there were... Like, for a little bit there, everyone was on the same playing field. You know, everyone just had empty arenas, no fans, and it was kind of, like, just up to the uh, the product itself to win the fans over. And I think they, you know, they were trying new things, like with the Russell House and, uh, you know, stuff like that, just uh, with their backstage segments. They've always kind of been doing, like, different kind of stuff. So I think they just, you know, continue what they're doing now, and, you know, hopefully the fans just eventually come around and connect. And, you know, with the Good Brothers here and uh, – um, Brian Myers, Eric Young, we have uh, several ex-WWE guys coming over. You know, hopefully they can bring some eyes over with them. So. Yeah, and that's the cool thing is that I feel that Impact has always been that company that tries things that are outside of the box, you know, doing something a little different and unique. And that sense to, you know, a lot of people tend to respond to that. Uh, one of those being uh, the Ultimate X match, which you were in the first one. And so, like, with that being said, it's like, it's pretty cool that, you know, we're still seeing that new element of stuff, new surprises coming into the company. Yeah, I was in the first one and I've done, I, I've honestly lost count of how many Ultimate X matches I've done. It's, it's, honestly, I think it's like 20. So. What was your initial reaction to, to the, uh, to the Ultimate X match idea? 
or the concept? Well, I, am I afraid of heights? Am I afraid of heights? I don't know. I'm not sure. So I guess we'll find out, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a crazy match. And, uh, uh, did you ever hear the story about the first Ultimate X match? No. What's the story? So when they were getting ready, they um, uh, they hadn't built the structure yet. It was the day of the show, me versus Frank Xarian versus uh, Michael Shane for the X Division title. Uh, this was, I think, the summer of 2003, if I'm correct. So uh, they, they hadn't set up the structure at all. So we went there. To, um, this was the day before the show. So we, sh- we went to the arena and they originally had the idea to put poles inside the four corner posts, just like metal poles or whatever. They were going to string the, uh, the cables or ropes or whatever they had planned uh, across. So Frankie Kazarian went up the ladder to test it. He grabbed the cable, hung on it, and then all four poles in the corner post just bent in. So no. it didn't even hold up just his weight. <laughs> they were kind of scrambling, like, oh, what are we going to do? This is the day before the show. And uh, they... I'm, I don't know. They, they, they were trying to figure out what are we going to do. Then the next day, right before the show, they ended up using light trusses, but they didn't get it up in time for us to practice on it at all. So we didn't know if this thing was even going to hold when we first went in that first Ultimate X match. That was the first time we were even getting on the structure. So we just kind of went into it just hoping that this thing was going to you know, hold together for us. So it was, it was pretty scary at first. You know? Luckily, it did. <laughs> Oh my God, I can only imagine how terrifying it is, especially when you're like trying, you're putting your whole weight on there. You're like trusting your life there, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty scary. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. But you know what? It all worked out, as you said. We saw plenty more to come. Uh, and speaking of plenty more to come, what are some of your goals that you still have with an impact wrestling? Uh, I think I like, you know, I, there's a lot of guys I want to wrestle. I feel like I can help the younger talent by wrestling them, having matches with them. I think that's how I personally can help the younger guys. So I, I just hope that I can have a lot of matches with uh, a lot of the younger guys and hopefully, you know, help them out and just help everyone, you know, get better. Awesome. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into the lightning round game. Uh, this is essentially where I go ahead and ask you 10 random questions. You answer as fast as you can or however you want to answer them. Uh, it's usually just like a random way for people to get to know you. So let's go ahead and do it. Are you guys ready for a lightning round with Chris Saban? <laughs> All right. Question number one. You're opening up a zoo, but you can only have three animals in it. Which ones are they? Uh... Definitely some sort of cat, lion, tiger, panther, ocelot, whatever it be. I just, cats are my favorite animals, so it would definitely be some sort some sort of large cat. Uh, I think giraffes are cool. Um, I think what made me love giraffes was uh, seeing them fight in the wild, just the way they stand. Like, With the necks? Yeah, and they swing their necks like that. Yeah, so that was crazy. I was like, wow, giraffes are pretty badass, you know? Um, a, a third animal? Eh, yeah. Maybe some sort of... Uh, um, I don't know, maybe an elephant or something. But honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to have a zoo anyway in the first place. <laughs> so I, I would take the animals and set them free. Live your life free animals. Exactly. Or you could just have like a really, really, really big zoo. <laughs> yeah, if they're comfortable enough, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, question number two, what's the best dish you can cook? Uh, I think I can make good salmon. Just like, I mean, it's not really cooking much. You don't do much to it, but... Uh, I make salmon a lot. I like it a lot. And so uh, I think I'm really good at it. Awesome. Question number three. If you could live one year of your life in space or underwater safely, which would it be? 
Oh, I would choose space just just for the views, just for the views. Question number four: Name three movies that you can watch over and over and not get sick of. Okay, first one's definitely Braveheart. I used to be able to recite Braveheart, Braveheart from the beginning to the end. Like I, I just loved that movie when I was, uh, I don't know, when when it came out. I think it was like '93. I don't remember, but either way, as a kid, I just watched Braveheart over and over and over again. It was awesome. Um, I, Jurassic Park. I don't think I'd get sick of watching Jurassic Park either. You know, that's a good one. Uh. Third, third movie that I would never get sick of. Uh, oh, Interstellar. I, yeah. Oh, I haven't Keep seen that mind. one. Yeah, really good, really good. Um, you know, if you're into like like the space type movies or anything like that, or psychological thrillers and stuff like that, I I really liked Interstellar. So awesome. Uh, question number five: What's the best advice Kevin Nash has given you? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, when they did that whole uh, PCS thing. See, I was on the other side. I wasn't involved with that. I was the one feuding with Kevin Nash. So I didn't get to spend like a lot of time with him while they were doing all those tapings. I feel like all like the mentoring happened during that, you know, and then I, I was always the one against him during that whole period of time when he was like the X Division guy. So I didn't really get, I didn't really get like tons of Kevin Nash mentoring. And then when they put him as our manager, as a Motor City Machine Guns, it happened for like one match and that was it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Kevin always watched out for me. I remember, um, they did a segment where they had to put me in a body bag and it was like, it just freaked me out because I got into it and like backstage and like, all right, zip it up. And I was like, okay, unzip it, unzip it, unzip it. Like, oh. I just kind of sort of like, wow, okay. I don't know if I can go inside a body bag. That's freaky. So I, I think he had the idea to like, all right, just, just cut a few little tiny holes that no one can see. So he can at least look out or whatever. And I remember being nervous about going in a body bag. I don't know for whatever reason, I mean, it was just a bit like claustrophobic in there, like being inside a body bag. So he watched out for me then. Um, I remember another time he watched out for me was uh, I took a rock bottom from Bubba Ray Dudley during a match we had on Impact, and it just it knocked me out. Like I mean, I, I don't really remember most of it. I remember just being like losing a period of time and then coming to and being like cloudy brained and everything like that. And I remember he called me and uh, kept me in uh, a couple times after that and just checked on me. So. I mean, if it's not advice that I can remember, I definitely remember those two times of him looking out for me. Awesome memories. I will take that answer. <laughs> Question number six. Would you rather have free unlimited flights for life or free takeout from any restaurant in your area at any given time for the rest of your life? Oh, free unlimited flights for sure. For sure. <laughs> You're like hands down. I mean, it's cool. I mean... See, if you get free takeout from any restaurant, it's just one restaurant. Your options are kind of limited. But like, hey, you know, today I feel like having some authentic Japanese sushi. I'm just going to take a flight to Japan, you know. I mean, sure, you got to sit in a plane for like 11, 12 hours. But hey, it's free. There you go. You found a loophole. Uh, question number seven. If you could swap lives with any celebrity, who would it be? Mm, I don't think I would want to do that, honestly. Not even like the, I don't know, someone from the past even? I don't think so. I don't think I would want to swap lives with anyone. I love that. I love that. Uh, question number eight. Has a movie ever made you cry? And if so, which one? Yes, movies. There's been a couple movies that made me cry. Uh, can I remember? No. I, I don't remember. But let me, let me think about it. I'm trying to think of something. So I know there's like a ridiculous movie. Like, oh, I was watching something with like my niece or something and a tear rolled down my eye like like a sad like toy story type movie or something like oh that. was it the one where everyone thought they were gonna die in the fire yeah, in like the maybe. furnace 
Yeah, I can't remember specifically, but let's just go with that for now because that's not <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, question number nine, what's your favorite way to spend time outdoors? Oh, I uh, hiking, uh, riding bike, camping, uh, uh, playing disc golf. Yeah, like any sort of, I, I like spending a lot of time outdoors. But have you ever heard of disc golf? No, I was about to ask you what that was. Okay. So basically just uh, golf with Frisbees and they have, instead of holes, they have baskets with like chains hanging down in it. So if the Frisbee hits the basket or the, the chains, it just falls right into the basket. So yeah, I don't know if that's like, I don't know. I don't know if it came from Michigan or if it's a Michigan thing. I think that, you know, they have disc golf courses in like Texas, I know. And I think they even have some in Japan, but yeah, ah. that's, that's a fun outdoor activity. No, that sounds really cool. And I've honestly never heard about it before. I was like, what is that? <laughs> but it sounds fun, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. And last question, question number 10. If you could paint a picture of any scenery you've ever seen before, which one would you paint? So I saw a lot of beautiful scenery when I did the uh, Best of Super Juniors for New Japan in 2018. Um, I don't know, just uh, some like the way they would take us, I don't know, they just took us all these different routes where like I posted some pictures on my Twitter of just like the beautiful scenery that I saw, but it's just like the mountains and the water and like the sun in the sky, how the sun was like hitting the land over there. It was just, I don't know, it would be some sort of Japanese scene, some, some, something that I saw over there because I just saw, you know, so much beautiful countryside and uh, drove by Mount Fuji, got to see like the top of Mount Fuji and it was really cool. So that sounds incredible honestly i would love someday to go to japan hopefully when this is all over yeah. <laughs> uh, chris i want to thank you so much for doing this interview with me it was truly a blast getting to talk with you honestly um before we go feel free to plug in anything you'd like social medias etc okay sure yeah i have uh, one social media account uh twitter at super chris Saban, and that's the only social media account that i have i don't have facebook instagram nothing else just that i try to stick to just one social media account um and also you can check out impact every tuesday night on access tv 8 p.m awesome thank you so much chris guys do not forget to give this video a like subscribe to the channel for more and we'll see you next time bye everyone If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling, commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.